We are Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Of course, our second guest today here on the big broadcast is Steve Hartman, the gifted author of Life is Short, Death is Forever. He will be receiving an Urban Literary Award October 16th from the Book Publicist of Southern California for the best self-help book of the year. We welcome to the broadcast Steve Hartman. Steve, tell us a little bit about your book here, my friend. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I wrote the book uh, because I think that most people don't really appreciate how short life is. And um, I think it's so important that we take advantage of every moment we have and try to make it most of our life. And particularly, as the subtitle says, kind of finding joy and pleasure in each day without hurting anyone along the way. I think that's very important. We have got Steve uh, Hartman I with us. Tell you that, yes, uh, go book, ahead. I made the book. Uh, uh, pretty much a comedy type book. Uh, I wrote about stories and experiences I've had that are rather unique. I try to make them entertaining and enjoyable. Also, um, I added a couple of jokes at the end of each chapter that I found uh, funny in my life. And I think it's important that we all laugh every day. I think it's a healthy component of living a good quality and happy life. So some of my friends who have read the book enjoyed the book very much, um, and also enjoyed the jokes because they could actually go to a chapter, read a joke they really liked again before they go out to dinner or play, uh, play golf or do something else, and uh, they'll get the joke right when they tell their friends. Normally we forget our jokes that we hear that are so funny, and we finally get to a social situation and we mess them up, but this at least uh, helps them uh, get a joke right. Um, Again, some of the things I've done uh, I think are interesting for people. I discuss the experience I had in medical school in Italy, as well as uh, the experience of skydiving and doing a number of other things. I also provide a lot of information in the book that many people may not have known about, and some of them uh, have to do with human sexuality, but others uh, have to do with just regular life experiences. We have got a great guest. Any particular questions, um, James, that you had that you thought uh, might be uh, interesting to your listeners? Yes, indeed. We have a great guest with us today. Steve Hartman joins us here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder, on TuneIn, iTunes, both grow and enjoy today as well. The title is somewhat daunting, Life is Short, Death is Forever. What reactions do you hope to evoke from readers? Well, again, as I said, the most important thing is that life is short. If you think about it, most of us have about, at best, 100 years. We probably sleep half that time, and for me, I think my life really began once I left home, somewhere around you know, 18, 19, 20. So that only leaves about 80 years. Um, and then uh, it's important, I think, every day to laugh, to uh, enjoy life, to find pleasure and joy. We have got a great guest with us today. Steve Hartman joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network, Atlanta GA Today, buildgrownjoy.com. Steve Hartman with us today. Life is short, death is forever. It's a fun read. Now, what have you done in the structure of your book to make it what many have called a fun read? Well, what I do is uh, the experiences I had as a medical student in Italy, uh, as well as some of the experiences I've had in life, I write, I hope, in a funny and entertaining way. And I always find when I read a book, well, I find a book I want to read, I look for three things in a book when I read one. One, I look to find something that's going to be entertaining. 
I look to find a book that I'm going to learn new things about. And also, I want to find a book that's going to challenge me and some of the thoughts and ideas that I have. And I think that in many of the chapters that I have, uh, some of them are thought-provoking, particularly the substance. For instance, I mention here um, a chapter is sexuality. Women are superior to men. That's one chapter. Um, Others are uh, growing old, not as easy as it looks. Um, uh, Critical thinking, it matters. Uh, Health, least appreciated asset until it slips away. So I remember as a kid, I always heard from my older relatives that if you have your health, you have everything. And I've come to believe that that's pretty darn true as I get older. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in the broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border, I'm Bill Grown and Jai. Why did you decide to start the book when you were in medical school in Italy about your solemn experience dissecting of a cadaver? You know, um, that was a very powerful experience because when you are standing around the table, and I go into a lot of detail uh, about it, which I think is, is good for readers who have never had such an experience, and you're standing by a human body. In this case, it happened to have been a woman who had given birth to her fourth child, and she died in pregnancy. And as we were there with the professor and we were doing, he was doing the dissection, it's very hard to appreciate the difference between the human being lying on the cold marble slab and me, myself, standing there. Because the difference between her and me is just a little spark of life. The day before, she was laughing, talking, dealing with her life, and now here she was, dead. And as we handled her organs during the uh, autopsy, uh, it's a very powerful experience. Uh, So I tried to share that with people uh, when they read the book. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, we have talking here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy with a fantastic, fantastic guest. Now, why is it important to add the subtitle, Finding Joy and Pleasure in Each Day Without Hurting Anyone Along the Way? Well, I tell you why. Because it's not hard to uh, care about other people. And I think that our own personal pleasure and enjoyment shouldn't be at the cost of anyone else. I think it becomes a richer and better life that we have if we don't hurt anyone along the way. And I wanted to emphasize that the kind of things that I am suggesting in the book in how to improve the quality of our lives is one that is grounded in the fact that we are not really around to hurt anyone else and we can find that pleasure and joy without it being at a cost to someone that we care about, or even someone who might be a stranger or an acquaintance. Uh, There's no need ever to hurt other people in our own quest for joy and pleasure. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrowandenjoy.com, and a great guest with us today, the author of Life is Short, Death is Forever, Steve Hartman joins us today here on our big program. Now, I see you have a Ph.D. in biophysics. How has your writing been helped by receiving a doctorate in physics? 
Um, I tell you what happens uh, to get a doctorate in physics. I'm a science person basically, and there's a lot of science information in the book, but it's not put in a technical scientific way. It's a general information which I think people will find interesting and compelling. But as a, a PhD, there's a lot of discipline in earning a doctoral degree. And I, my doctoral degree came from Columbia University and NYU. And in doing so, you have to be very disciplined. And I think it takes that kind of discipline to write a book and to write a book that is going to be meaningful and one that you need to do some research on rather than just writing everything off the top of your head. So I feel that my experience in getting a doctorate uh, not only helps me in the science essence of what I've written about, but also has helped me become a more disciplined writer. We have got a great guest with us today, the author of Life is Short, Death is Forever. It's a fun read. We have got Steve Hartman with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. And um, can you elaborate on your suggestion to change marriage agreements by eliminating the condition until death do us bides? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, um, as I get older, I notice that obviously the, I've under, I understand that, in fact, I did some research that said that people born today will have an average age of about 103. So when marriage first began, I think until death do us part was meaningful in that most people really died when they were in their 50s or 40s, 50s, 60s. Today, people are living well into their 80s, 90s, and many into the hundreds. So I think that what might make sense is a contract of marriage that says that after 10 years, if you don't have any children, that that marriage contract is renewable by mutual agreement. And if you do have children, then that marriage agreement might best be renewable with mutual agreement after 25 years, because I think that the longevity causes us um, sometimes to stale in a relationship that has gone on for many years, while there are so, of course, there are many people, you know, who are able to maintain very, very long marriages, uh, but I don't think that's true of the vast majority of the population. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grown, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, BuildGrowAndJoy.com. Life is short, death is forever. We've got the great guest Steve Hartman with us today. You make a point of strongly objecting to the statement, knowledge is power. Why? Yeah, I tell you what, I wish people wouldn't say that anymore, because I find it to be relatively meaningless for the following reason. I believe that applied knowledge is power. If you know something and you do nothing about it. So for instance, let's take an example. Let's say we know that smoking cigarettes is damaging to your health. Well, having that knowledge doesn't give you any power. However, if you apply that knowledge and then stop smoking, now you really have demonstrated power based on that knowledge. So applied knowledge to me, is a meaningful statement. Just knowledge unto itself seems to me a bit hollow. We've got Steve Hartman with us today. He is the author of Life is Short, Death is Forever. It's a fun read. And we've got a great guest joining us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Build, Grow, Enjoy. BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com is the official website. You mention over 60 things you like 
or dislike? Which one do you like most, and which one do you dislike the most? <laughs> well, I tell you, it's hard because many of the things I, I wrote about I like, and many of the things I wrote about I don't like. But if I would have to pick one, I would say the thing I like the most is I like hearing my son laugh when he was a baby and also when he was a young kid. And in fact, I still like hearing him laugh as an adult. So I think that's the thing I like the most. If I would try to figure out which of these things I like the least or dislike the most, I would have to pick the one in which I stated that I'm disappointed by the so many people who have so much and give nothing, not even their consideration and respect to those who have so little. I know that this touches on some religious beliefs as well as non-religious beliefs uh, in that um, caring about people who are less fortunate is a real human compassion that I wish everybody would demonstrate. Unfortunately, we see in the world today that in many cases that's not true. So I probably would dislike that the most. And I'm hoping that people will be able to go to Amazon and get this book because I made it very inexpensive. In fact, as I had said on one of my cards, uh, that I made the price so inexpensive that it's no more than the tip somebody would pay for a lunch or dinner. We have got a great guest with us today. Steve Hartman joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. You provide lots of information. Many people who practice sex most of their lives probably don't know. Is there anything in particular that readers have mentioned surprised them in your chapter titled Sexuality, Women Are Superior to Men? Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting that there's a misconception about uh, various issues surrounding sex. Um, the one thing I had mentioned in the book, too, is that I think it's the obligation of every father to share with his son the information that a woman's clitoris is not located in her vagina. And that surprised some people that they didn't know that. So uh, I think that's one thing. The other thing is that the average penis size is 5.2 inches. And that has nothing to do whatsoever with race. It's the average size among all races of humans. So that among, and there are several other things about sex and sexual, and sexual um, um, issues that people have come and asked me about and said, really, is that really right? And I said, yeah, I did the research and it's really right. We have got a great guest with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Steve Harbin with us. He joins us live here on BGE. Your book is not political and is often a very light-hearted, yet you discuss some serious topics, such as suicide, abortions, adoption, and euthanasia. Why? Well, again, suicide, I had written a film, written and produced a film called Home From War, which I made available, it's a short film, I made it available to veteran groups. And um, I was struck by the fact that there were about 20 suicides a day among veterans. And that is incredibly high, I thought, and very sad. Uh, so I thought that suicide is an issue that um, was sensitive to me because I had a family member who, in fact, took his own life. And I realized that when he did that, 
or actually I realized it after, that it wasn't an issue of weakness in his case. It was actually an issue of strength. And I think that happens in euthanasia as well, when somebody chooses that the gift they received from their parents, which is their life, that they had the right to choose when to end that gift, and nobody else should tell them when they could or could not do that. And abortions, I don't think anybody is for abortions. I'm certainly not, and I don't know anybody who is for abortions. But I think that the important thing is that if everybody who was against abortions, which is most everybody, if they would go ahead and adopt kids that need homes, that would be such a positive step forward. In fact, in my own family, my parents adopted our sister, and, and they made a, set a good example as to what the right thing to do is. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Check out buildgrowandenjoy.com. Now, you are a three-time survivor of near-death medical situations, including being a cancer survivor. How have these affected you? Well, I could tell you that I go into detail in each one, and um, I go into detail in particular because numbers of people die from the conditions I ran into. And I wanted, them, I wanted to share with people in the book what to watch out for. And sometimes it's not as obvious as one may think. Uh, in one case, I avoided a heart attack, ended up having to have a stent, but the doctors had told me I was probably days or weeks away from a major heart attack. So I go into details as to what to watch for and what I found and was able to bring to my doctor's attention before it was too late. In addition is uh, experience I had with DVT. Uh, DVT is deep vein thrombosis. And many people who fly internationally or ride in buses for long times or cars and cross their legs and various other issues, as I explained, end up with a clot that occurs in their body, a deep vein clot, and it could move to the lungs or heart, and it can kill you. So I explained to, in the book how I, it came about for me and what I did in order to deal with it, which was a little bit unconventional. And uh, the cancer, I go into detail. I, have, I had prostate cancer, and I go into detail of the search I had to do as to what the best options were because some of the effects of the treatments uh, could be devastating to my quality of life. And I go into great detail as to how I manage that and what my choices were and why. And I think it, by sharing these things, it's helpful to the reader. We've got a great guest with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Check out buildgrowandenjoy.com. Steve Hartman with us today. He's got a fantastic, fantastic book. Now, you suggest how religion might have started with two cavemen before the three major religions. How have your beliefs evolved? Well, I'm not a very religious person, though I was brought up religious. And um, I think that what, what people do, I think there are parts of religion. I have a chapter in the book that's, uh, that's titled Religion, the Good and the Not-So-Good. Um, I think that religion is really a very powerful social 
a tool for people to share with their community. And it provides a lot of support, especially emotional support, for many, many people. But then on some other side, organized religions seem to act often like corporations. And the monetary issues that are involved, I think, get in the way of the moral and ethical issues that should be the prime focus of organized religion. So I go into that, and my feeling is that I think organized religion is a good thing for many people, uh, not necessarily good for everyone, uh, but it's something, again, this is one of those chapters that is somewhat challenging and may, um, may have some readers agree or disagree, but there's nothing wrong with differences of opinion. In fact, I always think about the fact that knowledge is the conflict of ideas, Knowledge is not everybody just agreeing with each other. We've got a great guest with us today here on Build, Grown, Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Check out buildgrownenjoy.com. Steve Hartman with us today. He's got a fantastic, fantastic new book. It's available online through Amazon and some of the other outlets. You spend some time in addressing the process of funerals, memorials. Are you afraid of dying? Well, I tell you an interesting thing. Going back to the pyramids, we've all read about how the pharaohs would bury lots of their treasure with them for this next afterlife. It just seemed to me, uh, it struck me as being somewhat analogous when you think about um, when someone is buried and they're buried with very expensive apparatus, like the caskets are very expensive, and the whole process of burial is pretty expensive. So it's kind of like the family putting a lot of money into the ground. Um, I don't think any of them believe that the person will take the valuable casket, you know, with them to the next life. Uh, Also, I think that it's important uh, that when people go through the process of, of seeing somebody gone, that a memorial and discussion of their life is probably a positive thing. And I think that it's a, a, a nice way for someone to leave. I go into the details about the cost of funerals and find that today about 40% of Americans choose cremation, while in London, not London, but the UK, the percentage is 60%. And it's projected that over the next 10 to 20 years that America will also have about 60% of funerals being cremations, which of course are far, far less expensive. In regard to fear of dying, I have no fear of dying. In fact, I have a sense and a feeling, I talk about it in the book a little bit, um, I have a sense about what dying is kind of like. And I, I will give you an example. If, in fact, you've ever woken up in the morning and did not have any dreams whatsoever, and I think we've all had that experience, I think that basically death is waking up not having any dreams, except the problem is that you just don't wake up. So that death is really kind of not a painful thing, um, and it's something that is just an end without any difficulty. So many of the older people I've spoken to who are near death, many of them tell me when they're very old that they're tired and that they're really ready to end you know, the life they've had. Um, and not by euthanasia, just by the natural process. So it doesn't seem to me that with all of those who've gone before us and all of those who will come after, that death is something to fear. 
we have got a great guest with us today, Build, Grown, Enjoy, buildgrownenjoy.com, BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. We have got Steve Hartman with us today. He joins us live talking about his fantastic, fantastic book. Now, you repeat what most of our parents have always told us. Health is the most important thing in life. Is this why you included your chapter, Growing Old? Not as easy as it looks? Yeah, this interesting thing, as I read various studies, I think all of us want to have a long life, so long as it's a healthy life. Having a long life in which there is pain and discomfort and a burdening the people you love around you, I don't think is what we look for. We look to have our own quality of life. And I've read a number of things. Interestingly enough, I actually read a Chinese study uh, that was done among millions of people, and they actually found the correlation between aging diseases directly related to the amount of animal protein that was eaten by the populations. So the more animal protein eaten, uh, the, sh the more there were these complications of the older aging diseases. So that's something I've looked at. I, it, doesn't, it hasn't made me into a vegetarian, but it has made me maybe eat a little bit less meat than I might have otherwise eaten. Um, and then I see friends of mine uh, who are getting older, and those who are in healthy conditions uh, are still obviously happy, and those that are not so he healthy, I, I, I kind of struggle with them. I kind of feel their pain because it's not easy when you, have, you don't have something to look forward to and that things will get better. And often some of these kinds of conditions don't get better. They stay the same or they get worse. So I really hope for everybody that when death does come to people, that it happens as a complete surprise to the person who dies, because in that case, it would mean they would have the least amount of pain and discomfort. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Check out buildgrownenjoy.com. Steve Hartman with us today. As we wrap up here, I have a couple more questions for you, my friend. Of the many exciting and interesting experiences you share in your book, which was the most terrifying? Uh, interestingly, I had had an experience after the book uh, that was walking with the lions in Zambia. And that was quite an experience because these lions were about 18 months old, which made them very big. Um, and it was a kind of a scary experience. Um, uh, but I would say the probably the most terrifying initially was when I went skydiving when I was in college. Uh, my roommate actually was a skydiver, his whole family skydived, so needless to say he got me into giving it a try. But back then when I was in college, when we skydived, we didn't do this tandem thing. That's kind of something new. With tandem skydiving, you're strapped or an instructor is strapped to the back of you, and you kind of have a lot of confidence in knowing that this instructor who has jumped many, many, many times is not about to uh, do something that's dangerous that would endanger his own life. And since you're attached to him, you're likely not to get hurt because he won't get hurt. But when I did it, we went up in a Cessna 150, and uh, my friend packed up the parachute, and I sat in the uh, seat next to the uh, Cessna pilot who was wearing a T-shirt and a baseball cap and didn't look like much of a pilot. 
then I had a young person who was my jump master, and uh, they would attach my ripcord, actually, as a static line, which is about 20 feet long, attached to the back of my parachute uh, pack, and they would attach it to the seat, lock it to the seat, and then tell me to get out on the wing uh, and the uh, wheel and jump. And then when you're about 20 feet from the plane, it pulls the pins of the back of your chute out, and your chute's supposed to then open, and it takes another few seconds before it does open as you're falling from about 3,000 feet. So I actually jumped three times, and in the book I go into great detail as to exactly the preparation and, and how my friend prepared me and the whole moment-by-moment jump and landing and how it all went. So I think people will find it to be exhilarating experience just reading it, and I found it to be amazing to be able to be hanging above the earth just by these thin nylon cords and held by this thin parachute and kicking my feet 3,000 feet above the earth and looking at the horizon in every direction. So um, it was a great experience, yet scary, and I, I guess I was foolish being in college, and I actually did it two more times. Um, but I haven't done it since. So those three times were pretty exciting. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Well, as we let you go, my friend, um, how do we find you online, pick up your book, everything else? Yeah, well, I would, the best thing is going to Amazon. Uh, go to Amazon and look up the title of the book, Life is Short and Death is Forever, or my name, Steve Hartman, and you can get the book. And as far as anyone reaching me and if they wanted to see any of my short films, they're both award-winning films, I would give them a link to do that, um, not a problem, and they could reach me on my um, email, which is sahartman at sbcglobal.net. So Fantastic. Hartman at sbcglobal.net, and I'm happy to give them a link, and they can check out the short films I've written and produced. I appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Very good. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. There he goes. Steve Hartman. That is Bill Golden Jai.